guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Riding Through the Ages. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we're going to continue our revolving journey through the air as a Kamen Rider with Kamen Rider Ichigo, Episode 8, The Creepy Bee Woman. Well, it's not Kamen Rider Ichigo. It's Kamen Rider the, fir- the original, original series because there's a difference between the two. There is? What's the difference? Ichigo is the guy. Okay. Kamen Rider is the series. Okay, so you can't call it. Yeah. How's it, what's the difference, I guess? Well, because it's just standard common rider, mm. but he's known as Ichigo later when it becomes more common uh, rider. Okay, so yeah, it's, it would be like saying uh, World of Warcraft vanilla. Just call it World of Warcraft. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah. So I mean, that's fi- it's fine. Yeah, but it just know that um, a lot of people will call it. Um, they'll call it seventy one common uh-huh. rider seventy one seventy one. Yeah. Um, because common rider sky rider was called just. Common Rider also mm. because they were trying to reboot it, but okay. nobody takes it doesn't take it as a reboot. Doesn't count. Yeah. So, so it uh, season one, I guess we can agree on. <laughs> yeah. Original was, OG Common Rider. It aired May twenty second, nineteen seventy one. It was written by Mari Takizawa and directed by Hidetoshi Kitamura. Yep. So yeah, I did not know that interesting tidbit. Yeah, because uh, like spoiler, but in the ninety eight episodes, there is another Common Rider in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> 98 episodes, kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, in Zero One, we had a second writer of the second episode and a third writer of the third episode. Yeah, and so on. <laughs> Still haven't gotten to the second writer and Double, which I like, but that's a ways away. It seems like it seems like Double's slower, but that's because it's two yeah, episodes. Yeah, two episodes per one, which um, we finally get to finish up this week. Heaven's Tornado. Heaven's Tornado. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, the Creepy Bee Women, any guesses what this would be about? <laughs> you know, my, my only question is how creepy is she? Cause okay. I don't, we haven't seen this stuff. It's also ladies. known as, uh, um, it's kind of not creepy. It can also be strange. Strange. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's just odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, that still applies to those creepy stalking ladies from episode one and two that we haven't seen anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, but the funny thing is, is like, I doubt, I don't remember exactly, but I doubt she'll have female uh, sidekicks. They'll probably be all male sidekicks because, like, that's the whole... Yeah, you have your crew. No, that's the whole bee thing. It's like one queen. Oh, and then worker. Yeah, and worker it would bees. make sense if it was a bunch of females. Yeah. But uh, I, we haven't seen them again, and I honestly, they never add anything to the story, and we're kind of really out of place, so... This is the first time that there is a female monster in the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the first time you've seen a female monster because mm-hmm. in Double, there was the, the lady. Right. They're rare. They're not as rare as female writers, which is funny because you've seen one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is something in the area. I think there's in Common Rider, there's been over 100 writers. Okay. Because um, there's been all movies and movie writers and all that stuff. Right. And I think there's been, there's been less than 20 female writers. Yeah. There's been it. like probably 10. Like you can, you can almost give an exact percentage. Yeah, it's it, it's it's such a small percentage. It's less than that, probably five or six, maybe. And mm. all depends on whether you count tackle. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> and that's a that's that is a debate. <laughs> How many years until we get to that one? Tackle isn't stronger, so it's like seven years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, tackle was not counted as a as a common writer, but everybody's like she should be a common writer, and then they're like. In the spirits manga, they say she's not a common writer because, to them, because the spirits manga is about the original seven common okay. writers, yeah. and they were all cyborgs. Okay, yeah. Um, and to them, to be a common writer means you're no longer human. Okay, yeah. And so she, they refused to call her a common writer because they didn't want to take away her humanity. Mm. So, but that's yeah. But then that's but opens then the la- debate back up. But then later, when the definition of a common writer doesn't include 
cyborgs, right? They kind of try to add her in, like in in uh, she's obviously not the same actress, but in decade, uh, there's a a tackle, and it's like, is she a comrade or not? We most people consider her a comrade, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> well, I mean, especially if the if the the line has now become muddled, then it seems like retroactively, yes, yeah. But as for the sake of the source material, then because it's like. Because then it would be not this the the, because then it would not just be the seven legendary writers would be the eight because she she was in stronger mm-hmm. which I think that that makes sense as far as the like lineage or whatever you're counting as like then she wasn't so she isn't versus well now she would be so she is and writer man is counted as common writer and he didn't even he didn't even go by common writer at all he was just writer man right and he didn't even he wasn't even a full cyborg he just had robot arm what season is he he is. I don't remember. I think he's V3, maybe? Um, it's hard. I haven't seen all of the old ones. Mm. I just know most of the stories from uh, supplementary material. Right. Anyways, so um, any any guesses about the cre- the, the strange bee woman? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, I just hope there's another pop out of the coffin moment. <laughs> it's solid gold. So what's great is that these shows are on Ver, mm. the, orig- the original Common Riders on Ver. Okay. Uh, VRV. And uh, they actually have comments. You can comment it. And so <laughs> I w- was watching the last episode. I watched the last episode again on, on Ver. And I was looking at the comments. And the comments were all about that scene. <laughs> Nobody was talking about anything else. Other people, I mean, and it was split down the middle. of like, this is the stupidest thing ever. How do you get into the comment? And the other is like, this show is nuts. I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping out of the coffin. That was yeah. all the comments <laughs> were about accepted. to. <laughs> No, oh, it was great. No, it it was simultaneously one of the stupidest things I've ever seen and absolute gold treasure. Yeah. I mean, being Protected. absolutely stupid and absolutely amazing are not mutually exclusive things. No, I'll have to show my kids if I if, if I ever have children, I'll have to show them at least the first seven episodes of Comrades <laughs> season one. Be like, here you go. It was all building They're up like, to this. What is this? <laughs> so yeah, we are gonna go watch that. Okay, back. I mean, it's another episode of Common Rider, but yeah. there's some cool parts about it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's no jumping out of the coffin. No jumping out of the coffin. <laughs> so good. Yeah, there's some parts of this. Um, in my mind, when I think of a a beginning season of Common, the beginning part of the Common uh, Rider, like this is the episode. Yeah, yeah. This is like the typical episode that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with that, but that's that's like the formula of it, right? You know, if uh, this is the procedural part of the show. Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be a two-parter. Yeah, it felt like it, and it then did. you realize they're also padding it out, which made you realize. It, the pacing was so good that it was better than they thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on. I thought it was going to end at least four times. I thought it was over, and then it was still going. I was like, oh, man, how long have we been watching? Apparently not. Yeah, there. it, it didn't feel rushed, Mm-mm. but there was so much going on. Anyways, so it starts off uh, in a just house where a guy's getting dinner ready, and, uh, well, it starts off with the credits, obviously, but then right. it moves on from there. Uh, it goes to the credits, and then the Saga Cell, which is the overarching story. It says, mm-hmm. Hung, Hung Teshi Cyborg, Stop and Shocker, yada, yada. And then uh, then starts off in a, uh, a house. Dad's getting dinner ready. Um, young daughter walks out, accidentally steps on his glasses. Yeah, totally doesn't get cut. 
Yeah. With their little foot. It's like, really? I mean, that, but, but he did ask. He's like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not worried about the glasses. He's not no, angry he's at not, her. Not, so, not uh, he angry. was the one that left him on the floor. Right. I thought it was really cool, Dad, because I can only imagine. It's like, oh, this is going to cost me like 80 bucks. And... Yeah, he's, and she's just like, what are we going to do? He's like, well, I guess I got to buy new ones. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Um, and so the next scene is the next, I guess, guessing the next day. Right. And uh, going to uh, a glasses store. Yeah, Kagimura glasses, or was it boutique? I can't remember. It was glasses and, boutique. Yeah, it was a boutique, but yeah. Um, and he's trying on glasses. Daughter likes glasses, and the, the shop owner says, "We've only been open for a while. We have very great reviews." And then it zooms in, and yeah, it just in. zooms in on us. Like he totally changes his facial expression, or expression, <laughs> and he zooms in on his face while he's staring at them. I can only imagine if the person like looks back up, and he's like, it's "Oh, like, oh uh, sorry. Yeah. sorry, I was just practicing my evil face." <laughs> yeah. Because that's exactly what he does. He does an evil face. He just, and it zooms in with some menacing music. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. So obviously this is where the plot's going. Yeah. I, t- uh, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't help but laugh there because I was not expecting it. Like, yeah. I was thinking they would get attacked at some point in between then and now. <laughs> so then they, they're at the park feeding sw- uh Bread to swans. Yep. Which I guess you're not supposed to fr- feed bread to birds. It's actually bad for them. Yeah, it's actually really bad. Kind of like how you're not supposed to throw rice at a uh, a wedding because that's bad for the birds too. Yeah, because I mean the reason why is uh, they eat the bread, which gives them no nutritional value, and then they don't have enough you know room in their stomach to eat more things that are actually good for them. Plus, well, the bread it, can get moldy. Well, and also for rice, it expands and can actually they'll right. eat so much and then it'll expand in their stomach and their stomachs will burst yep. or something. They'll just I'm like, die. Oh, bad. Anyway, so. This is the 70s. Nobody cared about birds. No. Um, nobody cared about any the environment at all. Um, anyways, so uh, feeding the swans, and he's, Dad's just smoking a cigarette, hanging out with his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> just chilling. Uh, and then there's like a, a buzzing sound, and yeah, the glasses kinda... start to light up on the side. Yeah, it's very clearly like Which four. is pretty impressive for 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, we could do this with like some light diodes, no problem now. But yeah, easy. I'm, I was I was trying to see if I could see a, a, a wire. wire in the yeah. back of his head. <laughs> yeah, I was looking too. Um, uh, and he gets, like there's an overlay showing of his glasses. Mm-hmm. And it shows the titular B woman. Yep. Saying, uh, come, shocker needs you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't this time, it was later when it happens, but this is, like, I was saying this, I want this to be my ringtone, which is just the bee woman saying, Shocker is calling you. Yeah, Shocker <laughs> is calling you. Come. And so, it seems like he's in pain. Yeah, it seems at first. And then... and, and, and you didn't see it, this, but he, he tries to take them off and he can't. Okay, yeah, see, I missed that the first time. It's only later that I no- noticed it. And so then he starts, uh, like... Stumbling off. Stumbling off, zombie walking off, kind of, and his daughter's mm-hmm. trying to stop him, and he throws her down... And she runs over to this guy who's just been taking yep. a nap on the side of a bank. He's had a book over his hi- a face, and he's just, like, napping on- at the park. It's exactly like the, the uh, outro for Kuga. Yeah. And um, she runs over, and she's like, Mr., Mr., help me. And it's Hongo. Yeah, quite coincidentally. I just, I just, this is my favorite way Hongo has ever been p- brought into the situation. He's just chilling, wakes up like Just huh? unconscious kids still run to him for help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the type of energy he gives off. <laughs> right. He's, that's a guy seems like he's going to fix the situation. I mean, obviously, she was just going to go to whoever she could find. Yeah. And he just um, happened to be the only person in the so park. So, because I've seen this before, I knew, knew this was happening. And, like, you see him. He's in the back of the shots. 
Oh yeah. He's lying there in the back of like the, the several shots that are just the, the Honestly, the, I wasn't even looking at the background the entire time. Well, I I didn't the first time, but since I was watching it again, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's just there. So it's the, not like he just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, he's just in the back napping. Well that's good. Cause I you know, I was thinking that's what happened. It's like, oh, all right, here's a guy that just slept through the guy going, ah, ah. <laughs> Um and so uh he gets up and he tries to help her, uh, and she's yelling for Papa. And so he tries to like grab him, and like the guy throws him off. Yeah, and they, what's funny is she was like, "Don't hurt my dad" and stuff <laughs> like that. And then she tries to stop him, and he throws her back down. Yeah, and then uh, Hongo runs over to the dad, holds him back, and he says, "The glasses are calling me." Mm-hmm. And then throws him off, and then goes off. Yeah, basically just starts running at this point. And so Hongo steps down to the girl and mm-hmm. is like. Is that really, really your, your dad? dad? And she's like, yeah. He's like, where's your mom? She's like, she died a year ago, buddy. <laughs> no, one thing I liked about this scene is, uh, at the very least, her fake crying is so much better than that little boy with the, the Sarasarian oh, episode. Yeah. Man-eating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cannibal uh, plant. Is it really a cannibal, though? Anyway. No, we're, it's, we're, it's, we're it's, past that episode. It's carnivorous. Carnivorous. There we go. It's carnivorous plant. Um, uh, I mean, it might have been cannibal if he was a person, because he was a person that's turned into a plant. True. Rock. So that's like hmm. half car- half cannibal, uh, can a half? Yeah, demi demi cannibal. I yeah, semi cannibal. Um, uh, I just love the, the the line delivery. She died last yeah. year, and he's just like, oh crap. <laughs> oh, mm. and then it uh cuts to him the the dad going to like an underground facility. Yeah, an abandoned building. And then a door opens, and there's the bee woman there. Yeah, it's it it, it opens very slowly. So unlike the other ones, the bee woman. It's obviously a person in a costume. Definitely. And because it's like a half mask, mm-hmm. which also l- lends to more expression. Yep, for sure. Um, But it's a very different look than all the other yeah. monsters on Baton now. It really is. Um, I think they were just trying to go for that. Uh, but then it cuts to uh, the cafe, and Ruriko is like showing the girl a doll. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's very calm for her yeah. just losing her dad. And then they say it's already been three days. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no that, that crossed my mind. I was gonna, I was gonna comment. It's like, man, just show a kid a doll. That's all that matters. That her no, she's been dad. They, they've, they've been taking care of her for three days. No cops. Like no cops. No cops. <laughs> and uh, who uh, needs the cops? Yeah, we already know this is shocker. What are they gonna do? <laughs> They're probably part of shocker. Yeah. And so Hongo comes in, and he's. And uh, Tachibana comes over, and uh, and Ruriko comes over. No, it wasn't Ruriko showing the girl. It was Ruriko's friend was showing the girl the doll. Oh, okay. Because Ruriko was talking to Tachibana. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, there's already been 42. There's been 42 missing in the past two months. Three, two months. Yeah. 42 people missing in two months. It's kind of a big deal. And it's funny, because then, like, Hongo comes back, and he's been doing some investigating, and he says, all of them. Have just bought new glasses. Glasses from this glass shop. You think somebody would have picked up on that? Yeah, that's, I mean, come on, police. You know? <laughs> Seriously, that's my point. Go, why go to the police? They're useless. The only thing I can think of is that they, like, stagger the activation. It has to be something like that, yeah. Like, they activate it two days later, three days later, the next day, right away, just... Yeah, like a week from now. Or yeah. That, uh, I guess but... that would kind of help throw them off, but I feel like 42... Well, okay, you, could, you gotta assume not all 42 were kidnapped for... Because some people will just go missing. Yeah. But still, that's but at yeah, least so, 40. Yeah, according to the uh, 42 people have been missing, and they all bought glasses from this shop. And Hongo's taken only three days to, to track down all 42 people. Sorry, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, what kills me about this is Ruriko's like, 
well, let me go investigate it. And he's like, I'll go check out the place. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 can't do it, that. It, it's basically Rico just wants to help. Yeah, she wants to go against Shocker because Shocker like killed her father, mm-hmm. and, and like, she Don't. knows she can't fight. No, so she's just trying to do whatever she could she can, which is actually a very interesting thing for a seventies heroine. Mm-hmm. Like she gets she gets end up being rescued a lot, but she actually does like stuff. Yeah, she's still trying to do things. Yeah, I mean, last episode she uh, saved them all by driving that motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and being abandoned. Yeah, and being abandoned. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. uh, and she and he's just like, you can't. It's too dangerous. And she's like, nobody disappeared from the shop. Yeah, so I'll be safe there at least. And he's like, okay, good point. She's like, I want to buy some sunglasses anyway. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, really? But in your mind, okay, so we're watching Common Rider, and we know things. Yeah, I know, but it's just like okay, everyone. But goes in real life, classings. It's if, like if in real life, you would think, oh no, they're scouting people, and then they're chasing them down. Yeah, I suppose you wouldn't think glasses are mind controlling people. I guess I don't know. I just... mean, we we we're able to think that because we like oh, we watch the show and we live in that. We See, don't we we're bringing it from the outside. I, I agree with that as far as her line of thinking goes. Yeah, but Hongo was there when the dude just kind of stumbled off and said. The glasses were calling me. Yeah, um, but anyways, it's like, <laughs> but no, I mean, he picks it. He put, he puts it together later, right? But, well, I mean, because the very very next scene uh, is him putting it together because he's like in his uh, science lab. He's in a science lab and he's talking to himself. And there's like this frequency going out. Basically, he does a, this whole monologue about. Well, it's not really a monologue, but uh, he goes He's exposition. Yeah, exposition about how there's only so many frequencies that the human ear can hear. Dogs can hear higher, like thirty five thousand or like that. And there's this poor little puppy hooked up to this sound admitting machine, and the dog's clearly uncomfortable. It's like you're torturing a dog, seriously. So basically, what he's doing is, uh, and he points out that that day he heard a frequency that people couldn't hear, and mm-hmm. so what he's doing is he's testing frequencies to match that frequency, so he can like determine. So it's not only has he been uh, checking up on forty two people in three in, in in three in three days, he's also been studying frequencies, and so mm-hmm. this is super hongo. Yeah, and um, he can do it. So basically, he thinks to himself, "Okay, this is how these things are happening: is this frequency?" Yeah, and I don't know. I don't remember if he called Rico or Rico she. Called she called him. him. Okay. She called him. Which is it's funny because without cell phones, there's a lot of phone calls in this. There in really show. are. Yeah. There's more phone calls in this show than shows that have cell phones. Yeah, I can only imagine how many phone numbers they have to remember because there's like a they know the phone number for everywhere they are ever. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it, it's funny because it's like. Yeah, it's just funny that there's more phone calls in this show mm-hmm. than shows that have cell phones. Well, I mean, they got to clip it along, but dang. I mean, there's quite a few phone calls in Double. True, but he's got at least, you know, the thing on him. Yeah. It makes sense for a modern. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, she says, yeah, I, I went to the glasses shop. Uh, the guy's kind of creepy, but other than that, it seems fun. Oh, yeah, I bought some cool glasses. And this is when Hongo tells her not to put on the glasses. Yeah, but, I mean, like, you see her, as soon as you see her uh, on the phone, she's, like, posing in front of a mirror and With stuff. the, the like, sunglasses. She clearly likes them. And so, basically, he says, uh, I don't think he thought she was going to buy sunglasses. No, I don't think he did. And, and I think when he heard that she got sunglasses, he's just like, no. don't put on the sunglasses, which makes sense because she's inside at night right now. So, right. he didn't think she was actually wearing them at that time. <laughs> But so then uh, she doesn't answer back. It goes back and the sunglasses have been activated. Yeah, she's like trying to pull them off, but she can't. And then she gets back on the phone saying, you know, hey, Takeshi, help me. She she, she dropped the phone and she's just kind of yelling. She's like, Takeshi, help me. And there's the overlay of the bee woman saying, come on. Yeah, it does the the thing again, the mind control. And then it leads to uh, like a 
broken down abandoned building complex. It's the same one, and it does the exact same thing. They walk down the stairs, and then the door. Well, we didn't see it the outside before. Oh, yeah, We true. just saw the underground. And so, yeah, does the same thing, goes down. And I'm just wondering, is the creepy door part of it? Like, does that complete the mind control that you have to have the door open slowly with a creak? <laughs> maybe she just, maybe BB Woman just likes being theatrical. She yeah, likes, she, she, <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's kind of boring because I just sit here and call them and they come. Let's group them out of it, man. Come yeah, on. It's, it's not about <laughs> taking control. It's about sending a message. Yeah. Um, and so Hongo goes to Ryuko's apartment and he goes there and he sees the empty glasses case. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm hungry, but I saw the, the empty glasses case and I was like, is that a, like a half open protein <laughs> bar? <laughs> but no, it was just a. It, it was, very it was clearly like, not. It was like a floral glasses case with like yeah. a cloth out of it. Yeah, the cloth is what threw me off. Cause there it, was a, a lens cleaning cloth that mm-hmm. was kind of coming out of it. And so he he's like, okay, well, I don't know where she is, but I know the glasses shop is part of it. Right, obviously. So he goes and, he's, and he follows the glasses guy. Yeah, so the guy steps out of his shop, he's closing down, and Hongo hops on his bike. Sneaky Hongo just revs up his motorcycle. And I'm sitting here going, really, man? You're going to pretend to chase this guy? What was it? Uh, who said, oh, yeah, he, he was thinking he was thinking it out in his head, and he's thinking about how the glasses were controlling people and drawing them. And he says, only Shocker would do something this evil. Yeah, yeah, only Shocker. <laughs> only Shocker. Yeah, it says he's following him on the bike, which I thought was ridiculous, but later when we see the guy pull up to the abandoned warehouse and step out uh there's actually like a five six second delay before hongo shows up and he doesn't have the headlight on for his yeah. motorcycle so i'm like oh okay so he followed this from is a when distance. i realized that there is more detective work in this than there is in double yeah <laughs> there really is i mean now that, I, now that you mention it yeah i mean he's he's following up on leads he's doing scientific research yeah he has someone scout out the area <laughs> the, i mean double doesn't have to because they have they have philip who can just yeah. You just have to five like five words and you know the answer. Yeah, Philip is the computer. Yeah, so And then uh, there's like maybe okay, like I think the most investigating they did was the casino episode, right? Well, he does do where he goes to the informants and he gets information. Yeah. But but it, this one is like he's following people around at night. He's doing research, he's mm-hmm. questioning people. <laughs> yeah. He's searching apartments. <laughs> so I was just like there's more detective work in this one. <laughs> It's mostly it's more the show too though because they have less budget for you know big action and yeah stuff like that. Um, so um, then it goes into the underground complex and the bee woman is pretty much laying out the plan. Mm-hmm. They're gas mining. Well, so so what happens <laughs> is there's it starts off with the the henchmen lining up these people that all have uh, I don't know what they're 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 number plates. Yeah, number plates on their chest, right? And they. Uh, turn around he does his like you know heel click thing very nazi mm-hmm. <laughs> and says that these are the nine disposable subjects uh then they're they're prepared so she walks in and she does her you know walk forward backwards she's got this uh thingy in her hand that kind of looks just imagine a switch for a horse like if you would whip the horse with a riding crop i think is yeah. what they're called but, yeah but not <laughs> it's like a pointed riding crop yeah i think it's supposed to give the image of that but not necessarily so anyways yeah she's uh basically saying that all of you are completely useless and disposable like all of you failed any of our tests and you can't take any of our so basically that this is one of the ways that they are recruiting people yeah and that the strong ones they will turn into shocker troops yeah which she motions outwards to all of the people in the room but since they are all worthless they're just gonna have to test poison gas on yeah they're gonna use them to test poison gas 
Which makes you remember the fact that every Shakarun is actually a brainwashed person. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's never been a... Sh- uh, so far, there hasn't been anything where anybody turns back. No. And Hongo just got away before the full brainwash part. Right. So maybe there's just Or no- did he? Yeah, maybe there's no, no, <laughs> no point of no return. Uh, but, but yeah, so... Uh, it's it's funny that the whole point is uh, gas. Yeah, gas. Um, and then so it shows Hongo coming into the shocker base. Yeah, and this is the standard shocker base uh, layout, but there is a bee montif to it. Yeah, <laughs> like little literal pictures of bees painted on the walls and, and like honeycomb patterns. Mm-hmm. And also, all of her shocker goons have uh, yellow and black yep. face paint. Yellow and black face paint. Um, so she's got this whole bee montif thing. And it turns out it's all a trap. Yep, of course. Because Hongo falls into every single trap. Every single one of them. And he, he comes down, he sees the door, he flips open this little uh, window thingy to see through the door. Because every gas chamber door has a little window that you could just open up to look inside. Yes. Um, and it turns out that they're gassing people. Mm-hmm. And with bright red gas. Yeah. Um, there's this little uh, thing in uh, the um, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. There was the whole scene where Green, uh, where Norman Osborn turns into the Green Goblin, mm-hmm. and they had that gas. They had to digitally alter that gas to be green because they did all this research and they found out that there was nothing that they could put into gas to make it green that would not actually be poisonous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! So it was just like normal gas, like smoke machine that they had to digitally alter to make it green. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. There's like no chemicals I could add that wouldn't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least be dangerous, right? So, so they had to do that. Anyways, um, so yeah, the uh, glasses owner is there, and he's got Ruko by a knife to her throat. Yeah, he and then he changes from his regular outfit to his shocker shocker goon outfit, but with the yellow white black face paint, no hat on. Yeah, so that was new. So this is this is funny because we always seem to, I always seem to forget, and then it makes me realize every single time. They know who he is. Yeah. They know who he is. They know where he lives. He kn- they know who his friends are. They yep. know everything. <laughs> um, so he's <laughs> really no reason. I mean, the only reason he doesn't tell uh, Ryuko is because he doesn't want her to look at him differently. Yeah. Um, so uh, B-Woman comes in from the side with a bunch of goons. Yeah, through the gas chamber. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... I think there's a side door, yeah. No, what I think was happening is that door didn't lead to the gas chamber and listened to the chamber where the gas chamber is okay yeah that so makes more o- sense so he opens it and he can see that there's a gas chamber in there um and so basically he's being surrounded mm-hmm. and the usual she says uh let us give you a gas injection well um so <laughs> what happens first this is part that i i love is that he's like uh <laughs> what are you what are you gassing them for like what purpose <laughs> yeah, is this and he's just she's just like Oh, of course we need the gas to take over the world. Like, she just kindly answers interrogation. We need gas to conquer the world, let's, obviously. Let's just explain the whole plot. I mean, why? <laughs> That's I can see the shocker doing that, like, with an ex, like a monologue of actually... But know, I just monologue. wonder, what makes you think you require gas to conquer the world? Yeah, I mean, it's never explained what the gas does, either. I think they're trying to create a poison gas, or maybe I they're suppose. trying to... Uh, maybe... Um, what we learn later, maybe the gas is meant to turn people into shocker soldiers. It, mm, it could be. And so they're, like they're testing to see if it'll work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, we'll go with we'll, that. We'll because... find out some stuff later. So she says, let us give you uh, a gas injection. Yeah. Be And it won't kill you. 
she doesn't say outright that it's because you're a cyborg because Ruriko's there, and that would obviously give things away. Right. She says, uh, it'll knock you out, and then we can give you the complete cyborg transformation. She doesn't say finished. No. Because that would give a hint to Ruriko that he's a cyborg. Right. <laughs> um, Convenient. Yes. Uh, and he says, okay, I'll do it if you let her go. And then you see it zooms down to his hand. He takes something out of his pocket. Okay. Uh, and then fade to black. Yeah, well, I love this part because she aims her little riding crop that's like shaped like a bee thing. Yeah, and I thought maybe she's going to shoot a dart or something, but it's no. It just well, does a sound attack, so basically hyper voice is super effective. Or screech. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then they inject him with gas, I guess. Yes, yeah, so it's just really loud, shrill sound, and he's just like, oh, and he's like holding his head, falls over. And then uh, cuts, fades to black, comes up. They're even deeper underground. And he is chained up, and you see his hand is clenching, and he's got, like, his hand is all bloody. Yeah, he's got a bloody clench. So fist. what he did is he grabbed, like, a piece of glass or something from his pocket. Because, you know, every pocket has a piece of glass. Or it might have been his keys or something. Yeah, pocket glass. But he's crunched them so hard that he cut himself, so he gave himself enough pain so that he wouldn't fall unconscious. Yeah, kept himself awake. Yeah. And then once again, as if they didn't learn from episode one, they got him tied, well, this this time it's to a chair. Yeah. But covered in chains, the same chains. Like, you get the cha- chains from the same store that <laughs> failed you last you time. Got them in, maybe they got them in bulk. They got <laughs> to use through all of them before they go and buy more. Just put, <laughs> put one extra chain. It was just the amount of chains. And so then he, he, he just flexes and breaks them without changing. No. We always forget that he has all these powers without changing. Yeah. Because he has hyper hearing, hyper senses, super mm-hmm. strength. And um, uh, the glasses guy walks down basically to check on him. He walks down and Hongo's just pretending and he's only got like one chain. And I'm <laughs> like, he's going to realize. And he does because mm-hmm. he walks down and as soon as he looks, he's like, what? And then Hongo just jumps up, punches him in the gut. <laughs> and then just like hold, uh, holding him down, he says, uh, lead me out of here pretty much. Yeah. And he grabs a knife and is like pointing it in his back. And he uh, leads him to the gas chamber. Yeah, leads him to the gas chamber. He opens up the gas chamber. And this is where I think to myself, if this was poison gas, this is really slow poison gas. Right. Really. So this makes me think that it's not poison gas. Yeah. And plus, I think the gas had already been over. They were just kind of, well, no, they were still coughing, weren't they? Yeah. And so he leads them out and he basically says, where's Rico? Where's uh, what the girl's father? And the girl's father is the last one out. Yeah. And the funny thing is they're all stumbling around. It's like they don't, even though he's pointing and telling them to go. At they're, first I thought maybe they got became blind, but no, they were just disoriented. And so um, he he's running and then B-Woman pops back up. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you know, it was all and then the, there is part the, of the plan. Uh, a fight? Yeah, the guys jump out. They, you know, fight ensues, as you'd expect. Like, uh, the, what you'd think was going to happen the first time. Because it's, it's the same exact spot with the same exact everyone coming from everywhere set up, but without Ruriko. He's so he can now and, beat and, everybody and th- up. This is one of those funny things. Is like, he's fighting, and then at one point, he throws a dagger just into the guts of the B-woman. Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing about this show, about this episode. It's there's no like oh she's a woman I can't hit her. Mm-hmm. It's exact same monster treatment. Yeah, and it, it, the funny thing is, it I could have swore she was faking the pain, even though I saw that she was hit by it because it was just like one of those, and then she like rolls over and hits this trap door, and then the standard hole that's in Avershocker base, yeah, to it, directly it. under his feet. Yeah, I had that. It, it was it was a way for him to transform. <laughs> he falls down, uses the wind turbine, transforms, jumps back up, and uh, gets gets out. And he's, he wouldn't stay to fight, but he's, he's, his focus is getting everybody out. Yeah. So he, he gives her one last punch to the jaw, puts her on the ground. And then leads them out. And then it's uh, Common Rider leading out uh, 
the, the father. father. Yeah, I don't think he was ever named. Um, and then Rico. Rico's just there. Yeah, she's like, "Did oh, you got to go back? Uh, Takeshi's still in there." And then Hongo does this like voice modulation thing. Yeah, like a double, like basically everything he says is echo. It's echoing. Yeah, he's trying to match his voice. He's like, "He's fine. Let's, let's just go." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh. Next thing you know, it shows Hongo washing his hands with a lot of blood. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really red fake blood, obviously. Obviously. But it's it's quite a lot. He just rinses it off, and then his hand heals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sign me up for this cyborg surgery. Right. No kidding. But, I mean, <laughs> it would be great. Also, in Spirits, not in the actual show because they do age, but supposedly in Spirits, they might even say it in the show, they don't age anymore. Oh, it's solid. <laughs> yeah. I, I can go for that. <laughs> So but um, he's he's looking at his hand. I mean, I would have it without without any of the transformation. Everything else besides the transformation is awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. Like, so I mean, okay, super hearing. I've never really been a fan of that. I just seem like it'd be more uh, of a hassle than. I mean, it's it's same thing with like strength. You'd have to get used to it. Yeah, you'd have to perfect it. But anyway, so um uh. So he's looking at his hand and he's doing the same inner monologue we've seen at least three times about how he doesn't want Ruriko to know that he is Kamen Rider because he wants to keep that humanity. And he he plans, this is where I find out, he actually plans to return to normal. Yeah, until I go back to being normal. Yeah, which it's like, okay, if you think there's a way to return to normal and you're just out here just crushing goons... Well, That's the thing harsh. is, that, yeah, I think also in his mind, he's never going to do that. He's not even going to think about trying that until after he's dealt with Shocker. True, yeah. I mean, just, don't get me wrong. These are all scenarios where the, you kind of have to crush all these goons. I'm just thinking, man, yeah. that must bear it. Because especially if he thinks there is a way, there could be a way. It's like, wow, I'm actually killing all these people that were otherwise innocent. At a certain, a certain point, that's going <laughs> to... Yeah. He's going to try to go to sleep one night after this is all over. He's like, oh, crap, I killed hundreds of people who were just brainwashed. <laughs> crap. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, so um, yeah, uh, the, oh fa- well. the father's there, um, and he's there with Ruriko, and the daughter comes in, and she's like, Papa, are you still angry with my glasses? And he's like, huh, huh? And then Hongo looks at him, he's like, his memory's been erased. <laughs> 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 this is what makes me think that they were testing a either a gas to change people into soccer goons, or this was the point of the gas was to erase people's memories. Right. Oh, that's a good point. If the gas was to erase people's memories and make them confused, easy to control. Yeah, yeah. That would uh, be destabilize it, things it would long be much, enough. It would be much more effective than a gas that just killed people. Oh, absolutely. You still have the people. Yeah. <laughs> and then if they could control them, because their idea is to control everybody. They don't want to blow up the world or anything. They want no. to control everybody. Um. So that's why I think... This gas is not meant to kill. Right, right. Um, that and the fact that they were in there for like an hour while he yeah. was unconscious and nothing happened. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, pretty strong evidence. Plus, however long it took him to show up. Yeah. So uh, then it goes back to the shocker base. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Hongo says, hopefully it'll wear off. Right. So then they go back to the shocker base and the bee woman is attack- is angry at the glasses man saying that this is all your fault. Yeah, she's got the, the sword or whatever. It's like a rapier. Yeah, sword. at his throat. And he's like... He's like, talk to the shocker boss about for me on my behalf. And then this a leader, great leader pops up and says, we don't accept failure. <laughs> and then she kills him. Yeah, I, He was trying to say something. I couldn't really understand. He was like, don't miss or... No, he says that the same thing will happen to you if you fail. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And no, of course not. Because Common Rider would kill her. <laughs> it's like, no, you're overreacting, guy. She's not yeah. going to make it. But, yeah, there's, no, there's no failing. But then she says that uh, something about... She says that I let that woman go on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it was all part of the plan. 
and basically, then it, and then it goes. Of course, because I mean, he comes in, whoops her well, ass, then, and and then it like you you totally see it because she was just like sitting out there waiting for him. Yeah, and so and then it goes to the uh the cafe, and Ruriko's given uh Hongo and uh Tachibana some coffee, and Tachibana is just about to drink some, and Hongo just slaps it out yeah. of his hand. You don't get coffee. <laughs> you did nothing this episode, Tachibana. <laughs> and he's just like, "What are you doing?" And then Hongo. Like a like a ninja just reaches over, grabs a fly out of nowhere, yep. and throws it into the little bit of coffee that's there, and it's dying. And she's like, "Yeah, and making a sizzling sound." I'm like, if that was really hot coffee, you would do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that. Um, and he's just like, "What?" And so he like goes over to Ruko and like pulls back her hair, and she's got like this big earring, which is a glowing ball, and he like rips <laughs> it off. Yeah, very obvious now that you see it. Yeah. I mean, her hair was covering her right. hair, so I'm like, uh, yeah. Grabs uh, it. Basically, says that he caught on because he could hear the sound, and it, which is it a great callback to earlier in the episode. Yeah, um, and it made him suspicious, and that's when he, because he heard it coming from her, and he like puts it up to his ear, and it's great because Tajibana, who can't hear anything, is still trying to hear. Yeah, he's still trying to hear. <laughs> And uh, obviously this breaks the sound because Ruriko like breaks down in tears after realizing she almost killed her friends. Right. And he says, I think I can follow the sound without being mind controlled. <laughs> right. Uh, you, I sure hope you're right. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be mind controlled. So he follows the sound to the quarry fight. Yeah, a good old quarry fight. Yeah. Because she she ambushes him at the quarry it's yeah. not like he finds her it's like literally she jumps out and oh she probably thought oh he's coming because yeah, uh, well uh, set it up i know ruko didn't kill him so he's coming might as well set it up and yeah. then the henchmen come from all all directions and it's a quarry fight i mean, yeah, I we've mean seen, you've seen him you've seen at least one, six yeah at least six uh nothing really stand out about this one now except for when they fall down a uh, a hill they'd all dissolve yeah into a clump of it's kind of like the dissolve looks like they made a little sugar model out mm-hmm. of the people and then poured water over yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, <laughs> honestly. And uh, So it's kind of interesting. It's only been eight episodes, and they keep exploring new and interesting ways to, to vanish everyone when yeah. they're dead. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess the only notable thing was that they had a sword fight. Yes. Uh, there was a cool part where he, like, knocks a sword out, grabs a sword out of one guy's hand, and just throws it to another guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he also takes a... Uh, I want to say a dagger or a short sword and flings it at her and cuts off her wing. Yeah. And so, so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. And then uh he's getting pretty good with the throwing knives. Yeah, the two of them fight with sword fights and he uh sword fights. Not with sword fights, with swords. And he knocks the sword out of her hand. And this is like you know, because it's been a while since I've seen this episode, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself, is he going to, like, let her go? He's a woman. I don't, that's not how I feel. No. Because he, like, throws the sword down. Yeah, he throws it between her legs and says and I'm that... like, is he going to, like, let her go or something like that? And then he says, people like you are the reason of the world. And so it's like, oh, no, he's just he's, he's just going to do it with his finishing attack. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to punch her to death or kick her to death. <laughs> yeah, and then he does the rider kick, which I love the way they do the rider kick is because it's just... It's multiple cuts of him flipping up in the air, like on a trampoline. See what, what backwards? I, yeah, and that's what I loved about this. Is he front flips, and you're thinking, okay, he's getting ready for it. And then the next frame, he's back flipping. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine how that would look if they actually tried to like digitally make it today. He's like front, and then he's like still in the air, and then does a completely different backflip, and then shoots forward. X, Common Rider X. He throws a uh he because he uses a pole mm. to, to fight and so he throws the pole up and the pole just like suspends in space and he goes and he jumps on it and he does like gymnastics <laughs> uh, uneven bar like multiple around it okay and then he jumps off of it and does the rider kick that's his that's his like rider x kick or whatever okay um and <laughs> i like, don't know how i feel about that i guess i'd have to see it, it, it it's, i mean it's really cheesy but obviously because it's it was in this it was in the 70s but they did it in 
they did an updated version of it like in the late 2000s when he re- reappeared when the character reappeared and so it's like oh it actually looks kind of cool now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he does the full-on rider kick and he kills her yeah <laughs> as uh, is tradition because he doesn't it, it's 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 never even really mentioned that she's a woman no it's just another monster yeah just another monster which is actually kind of cool yeah he actually if when he sees her he says oh so you're the uh the foreman basically that's how he describes her when yeah. they were confronting each other the first time and so you're basically the foreman of a gas whatever yeah <laughs> gas mine i don't know <laughs> i think at one point they actually said gas mines yeah gas mines that's why i was trying <laughs> to remember what word they used but uh so he kills her and then it goes to uh hospital yeah where the dad's coming out um and he's got his memory back and he's fine yeah so who knows how many days this kid has been staying at a stranger's house yep like no grandparents nothing uh no because if you don't have a if you don't have a mother and father you don't have anybody yeah you don't have aunts the, uncles nothing it's the rules <laughs> um close family friends but at this point i think this guy should invest in lasik i would uh <laughs> never again totally i'll just walk around the world blind i mean it's like, <laughs> um it's traumatizing experience yeah traumatizing. i hate glasses no <laughs> um and then he runs up, hugs his dad, uh, they hug, and then he goes off and he rides off into the sun. Yeah, as usual. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you think of the episode? Okay, first off, uh, it's the uh, Saksugoi. Yeah, Saksugoi. What did you think was bad about the episode? What did I think it was bad? Um, okay, so with each new villain, we have new henchmen. Uh, they're very, very, very similar, but they each have distinct differences, which is sometimes a face paint. Sometimes it's the way they sound. Yeah. And in this case, you have a bunch of henchmen that sound like B women. Like all of their weird only this time it's like women, I don't know, screaming, not even screaming, like yelling. It's very clearly a female voice. It's kind of weird. Like bees just sound feminine, I guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that's what I didn't like about it, is like they're still men though. Yeah. I uh I thought the the it was the quarry fight being so dragged out. Yeah. Cause I like as I'm watching it, I'm able to think they could have put more into other parts of the story. Yep. Yeah. Could have had. I mean, they could areas. have even put like like five seconds of Ruriko putting poison into the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, Hongo questioning the father to find out that he about his memory loss. Right. And finding out that that way instead of just glancing at it and magically knowing he has memory loss. Yeah. Because of his super hearing, I don't know. Yeah, or even, it's a 600 IQ. Yeah, 600 <laughs> IQ. It is. It, it just carries him. It, it really could, does. There could have been, uh, they could have made the, the the following scene at night a little bit more cool where he like lost the guy but they had to pick him up with his super hearing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. Or they could have even added a, a part with but, uh, explaining the girl's stay or. Yeah, you know. but I know it's because they want the fight, the cool yeah. fight. I mean, you got to have, I guess, the closing fight for the kids, right? Yeah, Even though it's a, apparently a mature show. Yeah, it's labeled as mature on the streaming service now. <laughs> Which, I mean, granted, it's not exactly, I guess the themes aren't exactly something. I mean, yeah, in the show, people were being poisoned, gassed. Yeah, and Nazis and whatnot. It's yeah. Because, like... <laughs> um, you know, the funny thing about that is I can imagine little kids playing and uh, it's like, okay, well, I'll be Common Rider now and you'll be Shocker. So they have to pretend to be Nazis for yeah. the sake of this game. Which would be totally innocent because it's just like, you know. Cops and robbers, or whatever. Yeah. Only now it's uh, common writer and Nazis. Yes. So, <laughs> um, Sugoi. So, uh, Sugoi. So, what I liked about it is uh, they didn't really overly sexualize the bee. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought there was going to be some some fishnet stockings or something. Yeah. Especially with, like I said, bringing back to episode one and two. It's like yeah. they've already clearly shown if there's a female goon, they're going to be with some thigh highs. Yeah. 
and do nothing but like walk towards you. Yeah, there was yeah there was none of that. It was just a yeah, like just, like through the whole show, she's just another monster. Yeah, just a woman with a half mask and some wings that she never uses. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? I want to take back my sock. She never used the wings. Never used the wings. <laughs> <laughs> just I just realized that. It would have been so bad, special effects wise, but yeah. she just have done it. Anyway, it would have been awful. My um, Sugoi was just was just how surprisingly good the pacing of it was actually. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like when we were going to that fight, like it was funny because my negative is the the fight at the end, but that made me realize how amazing it was when they could have this like four minute fight sequence at the end of the show, and I'm still and still get the episode, and I can still feel like they didn't rush at all. No, they really didn't. I mean, they're really they're the they're really shaping up, you know, as far as the series goes. Yes, definitely figuring out uh, where they want to go, how they want to do things. So I, it's really kind of cool seeing the transition from episode one to episode eight. Like episode one, you're like, what the hell's, I don't know, what's going on here? Suddenly we cut away and run a, a bike A hard now. second is the hardcore of each, uh, of, of Hongo just crushing glass in his hands to keep himself awake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that was also really cool. Because at first I was thinking he was just, because uh, I, I missed him pulling stuff out of his pocket. I thought he was just, like, grinding his nails into his No, he skin. grabbed something out of his pocket. I think it was, uh, like, a shard of glass in my or something, and he just yeah uh, just crushed his, just crushed hard it cores it. to keep him awake from the, from the poison gas. Total badass. Yeah. Uh, which uh, leads us right into the writer raking with Ichigo at number one. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's good there. Yeah, he's good there. Also, I loved this. Like I said, this is my favorite introduction of him yeah, into the plot. I was actually about to say that because you got you to gotta admire a guy that's going to be halfway through a nap, wake up and be like, okay, immediately act. And it's just like. No questions. Just he's get into the action. He's got that superhero luck. Yeah, for real. He just, you know, Superman just kind of chilling off in the corner. Only Superman would hear from miles away. So he's not the best example. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him chilling in the park and oh, bam. Oh, here we are. Okay. We're on it. Has Giant nothing robot to attack. do with him. That's one of those things that I dislike about a lot of the the modern superhero movies is they always have to tie the villain with the, or the, the situation into it. Mm-hmm. But even before he knew it was a stronger plot, he's in there helping. Yep. Yeah, and then when he realized nothing. the shocker plot, he's like, okay, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, because at first it's like, what, what is your first thought? That the man's just abandoning his child or is he's just <laughs> being an angry asshole or something like that. So it's not like he's going in immediately like, oh, shocker, ah, and just starts punching people. No. He comes over and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Like tries shaking his shoulder and whatnot. Yeah, and he does all this work before he even thinks it's shocker. Yeah, because yeah, he, he says that it could be, but it's not that he's saying it is. Yeah, just, hey, what, you may, just in case, you should As go. soon as he realizes, like, Dozens of people are missing. He's like, only shocker. Yeah, only but, shocker. But before then, he's just like, I got to help this kid and and, and this this guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ichigo, number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, uh, uh, I mean, really, the case at the beginning is just a father that abandoned his child. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then screaming about glasses. So he's taking some hard drugs. and. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Hongo is really good as a character. He really is. I, like I think we've been saying is the fact that he... What distinguishes it from Godai is both of them aren't changing, mm-hmm. but Hongo started better. <laughs> yeah, Hongo started a lot better. <laughs> Which I mean, at first it made you like, uh, 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 made you like uh, Godai better because you're like, oh, he's a more relatable character. Right. But then he just doesn't grow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so there's there's two types of characters. Uh, I mean, obviously there's a whole bunch of yeah. more types, but there's two types of main character as far as their effect on the plot, right? Okay, so you have the character who is changed by the story as the story progresses they change and then there's the character who changes things around them like the character themselves doesn't change but everything around them changes 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like Godai and Hongo are basically the same as far as every they change things around them is uh versus say zero one. Our our character it doesn't really affect things much, but is being changed. Right? Mm-hmm. Like his whole view on uh human gear and all that has changed as we go along. So I feel like he's that second type of character. The one or the he's really the first type, which is the one that develops through the story as to yeah. a different person. Whereas Hongo is I don't see Hongo ever changing. It would be kind of weird. I mean obviously he's gonna have like slight yeah variations here and or there, but it's mostly he's still gonna be the one that goes and destroys Shocker and does things yeah. like that. But then like you said, what makes him better than Godai is he was already more interesting. He he's not like a one mode uh as far as, you know, I'm just gonna be lazy and carefree. <laughs> Yeah. But I'll help you. Uh, his is more like, I'm a little bit tortured, but then I'll also help you. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got, yeah, that plus one. And Godai will change. I, I'm pretty sure. I remember. I think he does. Um, to be a little bit less carefree? Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. Um, And then uh, I don't think Hongo ever becomes not awesome. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so our next, the next episode of Common Rider is episode nine. The Terrifying Cobra Man. <laughs> okay. And then our next episode of the podcast is, um, it'll be episode eight of Kuga. And so I learned that Kuga wasn't, um, it was more than just uh, single words. Mm-hmm. So um, like we said that the titles of episodes of Kuga were single words. Uh-huh. And it's more than that. It's each title is only two kanji. Oh, okay. So it's not just one word. It's only two kanji. Okay, so it's a little bit more specific. Yeah. And it is titled, episode eight is titled Archer. Archer. And that's two kanji. Yep. Can you read the kanji? <laughs> uh, the second one is hand. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not missile. Uh, that's different. It's kind of small. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. We're going to get one of these days. We're going to finish. We're going to go back and be like, oh, that's very obviously Archer. Yeah. It's got to be. <laughs> Well, I know Tokyo. Tokyo is is uh, east and capital. Mm. <laughs> it, that makes sense because it, it's the east capital. Because uh, Kyoto used to be the top. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it changes hands yeah. with the Warring States period and whatnot. Yeah, um, and like in revival has the kanji for lively, hmm. and omen. I know that one. That is front potent. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that I do. I do appreciate the kanji that. Uh, made up of words that make sense like you're like oh, okay i can see how they came to that conclusion yeah. and some of them you're like how the how the heck does that make sense i don't yeah. get it oh. you just accept that there's something in that way like three thousand years ago it might have made sense but yeah <laughs> and that's the end of the episode guys we'd love to hear your thoughts on twitter at fanboy underscore opinion or you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail you can always find additional information on our website fanboyopinion.com if you're having trouble finding our podcast or just want it on the podcatcher of your choice, be sure to let us know. And please rate and review us whenever possible. It really helps out. Anyway, we're going to head out. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs>